We're talking about Foucault's sex, uh, history of sexuality. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's an interesting thought. Uh, Foucault is a particular, as he says, one particular way of, of following Nietzsche. He's a Nietzschean, which means that uh, good and evil, all right, uh, don't exist, all right? They were made by the weak and the powerless to control the superior, all right? Uh, Foucault uh, believes this quite seriously. So there's no, uh, there's no moral order to the world. In fact, all claims about moral order are, in fact, attempts to coerce you. So um, all morality is a trap and a prison. So the key thing for Foucault is to free yourself from all morality. And so, uh, you know, uh, he was ostentatiously gay. He was also a sadist and a masochist. Mm. All right. Uh, he uh, organized his thinking around the idea that there's a vacuum of morality that gets taken up with power. So in the way that everybody has their their own monomania nowadays, Foucault is just power. In the same way that Freud reduces everything to sexuality and certain economists reduce everything to money, everybody got their favorite thing, and now we have to deal with Foucault's. What we want is power and more power. This is the Nietzschean will to power. But of course, eventually we die, so we have a limited access to these uh, power-enhancing, life-enhancing activities, like uh, going to San Francisco S&M bars and having random sex with men while he knew he was HIV positive. Remember, moral rules don't apply to him, and uh, there are at least two good sources that I have, biographies of, which said, yeah, I did that, but then they try and make excuses for it. It's actually homicidal, but this is what, you see, ideas have consequences, honey. And his ideas, what I like about the guy is he's quite sincere. What I don't like about him is he's a fucking monster. Uh, remember what, in the middle of the symposium, we have that speech by Aristophanes, right? He was a pig. And he says, Eros is never to be withstood. Whatever you desire justifies itself. In other words, you're always supposed to pursue whatever it is you truly desire. That's authenticity. And that's the new, improved substitute for virtue. You have to be who you are. Now, the problem here, of course, is that you might authentically be Pol Pot, right? And I don't know why I should care that he's authentic. Fucking, what fucking difference does that make? But they say, well, look, there's no external moral authority. So be who you are is as close as you're going to get to excellence or the satisfaction of whatever makes you human as possible. Foucault is also, um, he, uh, like a number of other uh, homos in France in the 1960s and 70s, signed uh, petitions and circulated petitions to have the age of sexual consent abolished. Yeah, just in the uh, section that I was reading yesterday, there was... Um quite heavy pedophilic undertones that were well he was a pedophile yeah it it did not so well at all well 
he was a pedophile when he was in Tunisia he used to uh, pay uh, impoverished Tunisian boys so that he could sodomize Uh, but you see here's the thing lots of people are going to sign on and say oh there is no morals there's only power but when they get face to face with what that means then they start to do the crab dance and say it really doesn't involve that it could really be fucking Hallmark guard shit but no it couldn't actually um, if desire is never to be withstood that's that and if it is to be withstood then you're reinventing ethics now you see why Kant is so handy what you, you want to do fucking what wham <laughs> right, right upside the fucking noggin right but if you don't have that Queenie stop it oh you you bad dog you're a bad dog that's okay um, but let me come back uh, Foucault um, ultimately is a nihilist that's what you're going to get out of Nietzsche that's the price you pay what you get is absolute freedom but of course what that is is absolute freedom within a deterministic universe <laughs> and you're set you spend your life chasing spasms mm. <laughs> Uh, if you're really fucked up psychologically this is really attractive because what it says is whatever you happen to desire is really good now unfortunately what that does is create the demand for absolute libido constrained by nothing and here's the deal when your libido has no constraints it has no border and no boundary it means also and it's true for everything that doesn't have a border or a boundary. It has no center. What do you mean by that um, concerning sex? Uh, what it means is is that uh, if you uh, uh, are pursuing women, men, uh, camels, uh, little boys, uh, glory holes, you, you know, fuck camels too. I don't know. Okay. You know, in other words. In other words, it doesn't matter. There's no moral reason not to. I see. <laughs> in other words, fill in the blank. You can put in every, anything you want, no matter how fucking great. You can fuck dead bodies if you want. Okay, that's that's the absolute freedom you're going to get from this. But here's the problem: when you feel yourself entitled to absolute freedom, the whole world becomes one big prison. Because you're constrained by the facts of nature. You think you think nature was going to be more flexible in society? Nay. <laughs> you see, you are completely in the grips of nature, and you are there absorbing uh, the satisfaction of your desires, which is the definite, which is Foucault's definition of the good life. Authentically recognize what you desire. So don't accept the stigma on homosexuality. Also, don't accept the homosexual, the stigma on pedophilia, because actually they're the same stigma. Any moral stigma is the same stigma. It's the same attempt to limit your power. See how depressed Foucault is the single most cited uh, figure. In, I mean, in the social sciences now. Yeah, okay. I have a feeling that um, class tomorrow is going to be a very interesting conversation. Well, I bet it will be. Um, you know, when you say, well, 
how are we going to think about um, sodomizing third world, impoverished third world boys? I mean, what kind of fucked up activity? What what do, what benefit do we get by abolishing the age of consent? Yeah. And the point is here that the pedophilia is no different from any of the other licenses he takes. All right. Once you abolish the inherent tradition of morality and you start making it for yourself, which is what Nietzsche wants you to do, well, okay, tough guy. Uh, one size fits all. Yeah, I found it frightening the other week. I know that I texted you about this, but um, how my professor was saying that Nietzsche's end goal is free expression. Free expression? <laughs> yeah, that, that was how she worded it, free expression. And I was yeah, like, that's yeah, very that's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, yeah. you're not wrong, but at the same time, that's not the wording you should use with freshmen. Well, again, it is if you're proselytizing. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm confident you understand these texts at least as well, probably better than your teacher does, because you actually know a little bit. I mean, I have no background in postmodernism, so I kind of don't. Well, no, actually, uh, you have a background in philosophy, and this is what happens when philosophy leaves the building. Then you get, boo and let's all whack each other off. Yeah. Let's beat each other and draw blood and then fuck at random. Yeah, it's all fun and games till you start doing shit in real life. Yeah, well, okay. But the point is, if you can't do it in real life, you're a fucking hypocrite. Exactly. What I like about Foucault is he's not a hypocrite. He is an outright nihilist. It's the adulation he gets that's really fucking terrifying. Now, the history of sexuality. Um, There are different regimes that control our impulses. Some, like ancient Greece, allowed, at least for aristocrats, to satisfy their pedophilic inclinations um that shows there's an infinite amount of variability in the restrictions on our desires and the optimum would be to restrain to get rid of them all isn't that what's behind the transgender movement you're oppressing me by expecting me uh, a man in a in a dress to uh be called him Everybody else in the Anglophone world must change the way they talk and think. For one person out of every 50,000, because you know what the, the problem is here? We're repressing their desires. Are you sure that the ideal for human life is completely irrepre- unrepressed desires? What will that look like? Um, what he's trying to do is distribute equally orgasm rather than money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the greatest thing. But of course, like drugs, like narcotics, um, it gets boring. Remember what I, I said with Kierkegaard? Bore, boredom is the root of all evil. So after you try one thing, you try another. You try another. You try another. And that's where all the weird, kinky sex comes from. I mean, it's boredom. And the problem is, if you have anything in the way of brains, it eventually occurs to you that there's no way out of the boredom any any more than there's any way out of nature. You're trapped in it. So that's why Foucault spends book after book talking about prisons. Everything's a prison. If what you are is unconstrained libido. 
what else can the world be? So since the world is a series of constraints on your infinite libido, the idea is to destroy those constraints. And what his followers want to do is build a new kind kind of groovy kind of new civilization that doesn't have constraints. Um, that will be a, an absolute catastrophe. It's not going to be groovy for very long. No, it's not. No, you get no social cohesion because everybody's an atom of pleasure absorption. Mm-hmm. Compare this to the parable of the Good Samaritan. Foucault doesn't like it. I mean, like the Levite that walks by doesn't feel other people's pain, and there's no reason why he should. So yeah, this is what is what our culture is immersed in. And remember, most of the people reading this don't know dick about intellectual stuff. So this is what they take it to be. Now, if you get the chance, it's something you should think about. Look at Plato's dialogue called the Gorgias, and look at a, a, a speech or a couple of speeches by a guy named Callicles at the end. And you will find almost all of Nietzsche is, in fact, pre-Socratic. Yeah, I think I probably have time this weekend, so I'll go and pick it up. Can you do that? Yeah, because just take a look. I mean, I, I will send you mine. I was going to get you a complete Plato for Christmas, but um, the idea is this. Uh, you can probably just actually just call it up on your computer, yeah. the, the Borgias, G-O-R-G-I-A, uh, and then look towards the end. And what Callicles argues is that everybody is really tough, should have big desires and satisfy them infinitely, and then get some more bigger desires and satisfy those. Just like Thrasymachus in book one. Justice is the advantage of the stronger. So now I can get all kinds of great shit. I can steal and kill and fuck and do all the stuff I want to do. That, I mean, that's, that's a very low goal in human life but yeah that is where we are that's the problem that's what the price you pay for getting rid of the western tradition and installing pomo fortunately for us pomo is dead it's done only by second raiders now who don't even know that they're dead where do you think we're at right now if this is in the past something else something else is gelling okay something else is is putting itself together a new logos is self-assembling it's called the Idea Store Incorporated. <laughs> you, got out, you got out of the academic world just in time for some new shit to start happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now here we go, and I and I'm going to light the fuse.